Word made flesh, the one that came and dwelt among our ancestors many, many years ago, and yet whose words that we anticipate reading this morning are alive, convicting, dear Father, and can help us to live our lives in a way that will follow you, will be conformed to your image. Dear Father, as we open this word this morning, we ask that uh, that was blessed for us each one here, dear Father. Uh, we anticipate from the, the answer to this prayer. Yeah, just a reminder to, to those that are online to leave. I think mean, there's a bit of an echo. Let me turn out Because I lay down my life that I might take it again. 
No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I've read up to verse 30, John chapter 10. May the Lord bless the reading of John. Let's kneel and pray. Now, as I stated at the beginning, these are the words of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Master. So really, the, these words should be the most important words to us, more important than the words of our loved ones, um, of authorities, of, of whoever may speak into our lives. These words that we just read should be the words that resonate the most with us, that have the biggest impact in our lives. And this week in CFG, we, we talked about how to read the Bible. And I was thinking after, after that topic, um, we had some good discussion. And it reminded me of that um, uh, distinction that the Anabaptists made. Uh, and maybe it was because they were, they were their opposition um, uh, was were, in a good part, half of them were Biblicists. And I don't mean to hold up the Anabaptists this morning on some pedestal and, and, and look to them. Uh, my intention this morning is to dwell on the words of Christ and um, have that uh, through His Spirit convict us. So my, my intention is not to hold up the Anabaptists, but to, to maybe point to them this morning as followers of Jesus Christ. And in the face of, of opposition of, of, of actually people that Proclaimed sola scriptura, only scripture, the, the, the Bible above, above all else. Uh, that was generally the reformers who were, were reacting to the Catholic Church and the excesses and the non biblical um, uh, things that were going on for that church in centuries and, and had, a, had, had a good and right desire then, to reform, but then in some ways compromised. Um, in, in the face of that persecution from those people who, who actually professed the Word of God. Anabaptist said, no, we actually have to go deeper than this outer word, meaning the words on the page. It's not 
sufficient, it's not enough for us to know uh, mentally every, uh, every word, every chapter in this book, to know it well, to be able to debate it, to reference all the different points. That is not enough. That will not give us eternal life. And, and the Anabaptists, I think all true followers of Jesus Christ, will go from this printed page, which is critical, which is, um, can never be put aside because this is the means by which we know Jesus Christ. They will go from this printed page to the word, the capital word, W-O-R-D, and that word is Jesus Christ. A man, someone who actually lived, walked 2,000 years ago on this planet. And more than that, someone who is living still and abiding in heavenly places. This written word we've read this morning must get us to this capital W word. That's God's intention, that inner word. And so as, as we discourse this morning, um, the, the intention is not to, uh, and, and even if it was my woefully inadequate for to expound on um, proper interpretation or all the different aspects, but just to let the words of Christ the, the physical words that he uttered 2,000 years ago that were then remembered over a lifetime by Apostle John and then written down at the end of his life. So let those words percolate in us and um, convict us where we are not following our Lord and Master. That's really my, uh, the Lord has laid on my heart that, that subject this morning. Are we following? And, and we discussed this briefly. We had on our youth, Toronto Youth Camping trip, we had that as kind of as a, as a theme. And I think. As I thought about it more, I just, um, maybe we were just scratching the surface of that, that subject, of following Jesus Christ. This passage we've read here shows, um, Christ gives demonstrations, he gives some examples that to me really show the nature of this relationship. A shepherd and a sheep. The shepherd that knows his sheep by name. He knows each one of you individually. Whoever you are that follow Christ. Not only profess him. Not just profess him, but follow him. And you who know his voice. Who ought to know his voice. This relationship in which Christ leads by example and we follow. Christ doesn't drive his sheep. He doesn't... Um, get behind them and make loud noises and, and, and get a rod and he leads them by his voice. And, and that's the example that, that Christ was using here. This, the Middle Eastern shepherd and how they would uh, um, tend their sheep. They would call them by voice. And it's true, I've heard, um, I don't know how many of you know Brother Kostatomich in, in Kitchener, he had sheep and he said they really do know your voice and they will not follow the voice of someone else. And, and uh, um, I think they went on vacation or something, or they were gone for a couple of days, and someone was going to look after the sheep. And when they came back, that person said, I had such a hard time, I could not corral the sheep. I couldn't. They wouldn't come. I called them, they wouldn't come. And they really do know uh, the voice of the shepherd. And that's the first example he gives here, is this, a sheepfold. And a sheepfold is, is an enclosed area. I think most of us know and understand. This is an enclosed area in which uh, at night, usually, the, the sheep are are put in that, that sheepfold, and predators can't get to them. There's only one entrance. And um, if, say, if there's multiple flocks or multiple shepherds, they would all go into the sheepfold at night, and one porter, one person would keep the door, and he would let the, 
the true shepherds go in and, and uh, those that were skulking around or wanted to, to carry off a sheep, they wouldn't enter by the door. They'd jump over a fence and try to make off with the sheep. So that's the first illustration he gives. He says, anyone who doesn't enter the sheepfold by the door is nothing else but a thief and a robber. You just, we start reading this chapter and, and actually get back up. That's part of the reason that I'm read this chapter. The context is actually a continuation from chapter 9. And what is chapter 9? It is the, the uh, healing of the blind man. It's a remarkable story, and actually, Jesus features at the beginning of the story and then at the end of the chapter, but in the middle, there's this whole discourse between this blind man who's been made to see and these religious leaders who just cannot comprehend, does not compute for them. And that's the context in which chapter 10 then starts. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. We really need to look back at these two reactions 